0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 488. Like I said before, practice and persistence. Life is short. Treat people correctly, how you'd want to be treated, and do your very best. This is
1: Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride. Here on Cars Yeah! I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest and a longtime friend, Jason Kilmer. Jason, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's do this fast and furious. All right. Jason Kilmer is a professional detailer in the Pacific Northwest who owns JK Automotive Detailing and KXK Dynamics, a new company that he's just launched. He cares for a number of high-end collectible and exotic cars and often travels to detail entire collections of unique and historic vehicles. He's been utilized as a tester of new products, testing for car care companies to help them develop and improve their products. And one of his many specialties is in the area of color sanding and polishing, where his skills come into play to bring older, original paint finishes back to their original luster and shine. And as we go through the questions here, we're going to learn a little bit about this new business and the products that uh, Jason is launching as well. So Jason, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more? about your career and your passion for making automobiles look really good? Absolutely.
0: No, it, I mean, it started at a very ripe age of four years old. Um, I recently found a picture of me actually waxing my dad's car when I was four or five years old. Oh, my gosh. I would read hot rod magazines, drag racing, go to monster truck shows, good guys events. So it really started at a young age. Uh, I remember a, a brief in elementary, I would actually hide hot rod magazines magazines behind my textbooks <laughs> and read hot rod magazines. So I, I I was a true car guy, uh, through and through from the, from the very youngest of ages. And a lot of times that's, you know, your dad pushing you or whatever. And it wasn't the case with me. It was just, I had a pure passion. And from there went through, uh, you know, elementary, junior high and high school. And in high school, I knew I wanted to do something automotive, something creative, um, so I forewent my senior year in high school, went to Clover Park Tech, took the auto body and paint program. And from there, I just kind of got the passion for color sand and polishing. Yeah. I've honed my skills since then through many years at Grios with you, Mark, just going to different events and having fun and, and learning and meeting a lot of people along the way. Fast forward to now, I have done, I don't even know how many. <laughs> Hot Rods and Pebble Beach cars as I've done, yeah. but several, several yeah. uh wins in Pebble Beach and both Riddler, uh which is, you know, as we know, both the Super Bowl of each segment of the car industry. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I've been very blessed and privileged.
1: Well, I think uh, with that came a lot of hard work. Uh We were talking before we started the show here. I think I've known Jason for, gosh, maybe 15 years now, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so- I, I was – uh I
0: first walked into Griot's uh, when I was 23 or 24.
1: Yep, yeah, a young guy, and you helped us uh, quite a bit back then to develop new products and test things for us, and we were always involved in car shows and things, so very cool. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Jason, take the wheel. It's, uh, very, very simple. The
0: saying I use is fake it till you make it. <laughs> where you're involved in these projects. It's the last minute deal. It's, it's down to the last 30 seconds of the ball game. And, uh, you really don't know, uh, how you're going to react. So just do it. Fake it till you make it. And, uh, you know, there, there's really no right or wrong answer. Um, you just have to try. And I, I think in life in general, just give it your best and at the end of the day it is what it is.
1: You know, I just I just watched and listened to a TED talk, which are those great talks where people get up and talk about motivation and there was a, a young woman talking about having fear of getting up in front of an audience or that what we call imposter syndrome sure. when you're young in your career and you're trying to make it and you're trying to figure out how things work and You're right. The best thing to do is just get up and do it. Give it a try. Ask questions. Surround yourself with people that know things. And uh, as you say, fake it till you make it. I love it. I mean, you're going to make mistakes along the way, as have I
0: doing things incorrectly. As you get older, you learn kind of how to deal with that and learn hopefully you learn from your mistakes so as i have and uh so i'm just at a good point now where i'm able to reach a lot of people and affect a lot of people hope hopefully more positive uh way than than, the negative way
1: oh i think so i follow jason on facebook and i look at the cars that you're perfecting and that you're helping owners make look new again and these are uh, not just daily street cars although you've certainly worked on many of those. But sure. these are high-end collectibles, like you say, cars going to Pebble Beach, going to hot rod shows, trying to win the Riddler Awards. These are uh, people's prize possessions. So you definitely have taken all your lessons through life and moved them forward. Very proud of what you're doing there. Thank you. Thank now, you. you talked a little bit about that little kid, but mm-hmm. you know, loving cars when you're little, hiding the hot rod magazine behind your textbooks. But would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars is there one pivotal moment going way back i mean four years old waxing a car yeah. oh my gosh when yeah. when you really knew you were a car guy Well,
0: that, that's so tough because I was involved so much and I, I, and my whole life was around cars. I I would say there's really no pivotal moment, although there was a definite pivotal moment in my professional career. If, uh, you want to go in. Yeah, sure. Tell us about that. Oh, man. Um, so fast forward a couple of years after Clover Park, I was at the mild, the wild show when it was in the Tacoma Dome. And uh a gentleman, a, a local collector by the name of Gary McKay, who would you know, yep. came over to me. And he had a black 39 there with a flathead. In it and he said, Jason, hey, can you come over and wax my car? I said, sure. I had the old school uh, purple Grios paste wax and we waxed his car. And six months went by and he said, ah, I might give you a call. And I said, OK. And he gave me a call and it's about six months after that. And he said, Hey, why don't you come up to, uh, uh, come up to the shop and come up to the collection and we'll, uh, we'll talk about maybe you having to do some cars. And I heard of Gary McKay. I knew about Gary McKay. I knew his collection or there of his collection. And three years later, uh, you know, I, I was taking care of his collection. And that was really the pivotal point I would say, uh, because he pushed me so far out my comfort zone because he is a perfectionist which is good and then from that point it just kind of snowballed uh working at john byers and then just riddler cars after riddler cars pebble beach uh so that was really the pivotal point in my professional career
1: well it's nice when someone gives you that opportunity and like you say pushes you out of your comfort zone and uh you never know where it will end up and you know taking care of a large, wonderful collection like his and all the other cars you take care of uh, just leads to more and more business. So sure. Absolutely.
0: I, I truly believe that. And it's really hard work and patience. Uh, eventually, anything in life or business, it will pay off eventually. It, it doesn't mean that there's going to be bumps in the road, as you know, but it, it'll, it'll it'll work out. It'll work itself out.
1: Yep. So. I had uh, Adam Carolla on the show not too long ago and His comment was, I just get up every morning and move my legs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do.
0: I mean, do the best you can at the end of the day and and go to bed knowing that you tried your best and that's all you can do.
1: Absolutely. Well, Jason, being self-employed as you have is fraught with challenges and failures and ups and downs. It's a big roller coaster ride. But could you share with us a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way? But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you?
0: Sure. 2008, as we know, the economy started to go south. <laughs> it, and it went the, south really fast. And the collector car industry went south, as we saw that at uh, Griot's Garage. We, we saw that decline. And as we had to talk about that at Griot's, how are we going to go on? Uh, in my individual business outside of Griot's at the time, I had to figure out how am I going to do the same level of work, but still get paid? Because payment uh wasn't on everyone's mind. It was an, it was not a necessity. It was extra. So we, we've really had to figure out how was I going to move on from here? So what I did from that point really till now is more value-based car care detailing. So give the best bang for the buck. And really, come up with okay. What is your budget, and and work from that point,ing and give them the best bang for the buck.
1: So, was the success there then from providing more for less in essence during yes. a time when people yes. were not willing or weren't unable to pay for things? Yes, yes, yes.
0: I mean, it, it, that that that's truly the case, and it's a model that I follow through today. You know, we were seeing such high levels of numbers into cars before then. I mean, it was unco- it was not uncommon to see a hundred thousand dollar paint job before then. And as the years have went on now, you see less and less of that, that higher end, uh, collector spending an absolute, you know, lots of money on a project now. They're, They're, they're much more they think much more about what they're spending than they did before. And, you know, we we both saw that.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. You talked a little bit about what I would call an aha moment in mm-hmm. your career, a, a pivotal turning point or a, a time when things kind of adjusted when you got to start dealing with one person's collection, which led to more. But mm-hmm. is there another aha moment in your career along the way uh, I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and kind of sure. illuminate your way. Tell us the steps you, you took to turn your aha moment into a success.
0: That's very simple. I would say it's really, as of recently, my good friend Kevin Brown of buffdaddy.com has an NXT class. It's a wet sanding class down in California, and he teamed up with McGuire's and they do a class. Well, he had let me teach the hand sanding portion of the class. Well, previously to that, six months before, I did a, uh, a sanding class up in Seattle, and then a good friend of mine wrote an article, so that came out right when I did the NXT, and that's really exposed me, basically, I, I was kind of known as a phantom polisher, you know, <laughs> I, I know of that guy, I don't know where he's at, I don't know how to get a hold of him, and I, oh, there he is, and now we did the NXT, and and, and it's Pretty much launched it into another segment of uh, where I'm currently at now.
1: Can you explain our, our listeners a little bit by what you mean by that with NXT and sanding? What are you talking about so they understand the whole thing?
0: Sure. N- NXT is a fundamentally based wet sand and polishing class, training course, where, you know, we teach you the, the basic fundamentals of hand sanding, polishing, uh, Rotary work, DA work, uh, that sort of thing. Just really a good fundamental class for newbies that want to learn how to color sand and polish, or take a scratch out, or do touch up, uh, something like that. Uh, very, very, uh, very simple and easy steps uh, because wet sanding is the pivotal. Is shall we say the most craziest level that you can as far as paint care is taking a piece of sandpaper to it now
1: right with a lot of people going wait a minute you put sandpaper on paint to make it shine better yeah but <laughs> yeah, yeah we're,
0: we're here at griots you know t- trying to take scratches out now jason's putting scratches back in so <laughs> it's uh it's a wild ride
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to learn a little bit more about this new business with these standing sticks and things that you're launching, but we'll get to that in a moment. But let's talk a little bit about Proudest Career Moments. I know you've had many. When you're a detailer, you finish someone's car, they walk out, and they go, oh my gosh, this is the same car. But is there one moment for you that really stands out?
0: Yes, yes. It, it was when we did the 36 Ford at John Byers. And I just started at John's, uh, Daryl Buell. Uh, had, uh, was the main color sand polish guy at John's. He, uh, left John's and went down to Butch's, uh, Denison International. And he basically, as you know, John, he's just easy going guy. And he said, here's a sanding block. Here's some 600 grit paper. Go to town. I burnt through five or six times in one, do- in the first door I did. Oh gosh. And <laughs> his, his response was typical John response. He shrugged his shoulders and said, okay keep on going. And, you know, a couple hundred hours later, I finished the car. So that was really the, I was thrown into the fire. And uh, I think that's a really good way to learn, although frustrating, but I think you learn a lot of good lessons by by having, being taught that way.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I'll let our listeners know, John Byers is a local Pacific Northwest painter that does Concorde level paint work. I mean, the cars he paints have ended up on the lawns of Concor events around the world. We're talking about the creme de la creme de la creme guy here, Dennison International. Of course, Butch has been a guest on my show here. A lot of his cars go through there. JNL cars. I mean, a lot of the people around the world send cars to John Byers. So sure. working at his shop, learning under his tutelage and his mentorship is a definite advantage for anybody.
0: Yeah, he, he was definitely a mentor and a great friend now. And we, we go, you know, a long time back. I, I, uh, quick story. <clears throat> I went to a shop when I was 19 and he basically said, you're a great kid, but you don't have the skills yet. Well, I, I never forgot that. And I just worked hard because one day I wanted to work with him and alongside of him. And, uh, I, I think the world of him and, and he's a great person. You know, never mind the the talent parts of it. Uh, He's just a fantastic human being. Nice guy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. I usually ask my guests here about their first really special car, and you can certainly share that with me. Or maybe that first really special car you detail for somebody where you went, wow, this person is entrusting me with this vehicle?
0: Sure, sure. That would have to be for The Ferrari-powered station wagon that now sits in the LeMay Museum was my first Riddler project. I spent a whole year on that car, just detailing it—you uh, know, buffing it out. My, my friend would would color sand the pieces, and I would buff them out. And uh, that was really the first big car because that was where I was so enthralled with growing up the, the street rod, saying, "We won that." And then the net, and then the following August, we took John Shirley's TR 250 to Pebble and, and won Pebble best in class. So that 2008 was a, is a fantastic year. Both of them were Ferrari red. One was a Ferrari powered station wagon. One was the prototype Ferrari testerosa. So uh,
1: (laughs) two very special cars that,
0: that was a good year. That was a great year.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Great job on both those vehicles. The Ferrambo is just a crazy vehicle for those. Listeners that don't know that car, go to the uh, LeMay Museum and check this thing out. It's it's just nuts. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's, it,
0: it, it's beyond wild. That you just have to check it out. Yeah. and see all the parts and pieces.
1: Yep, yep. Now, is there a vehicle that you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Yes.
0: My my first car was a 1958 Chevy Brookwood Station Wagon. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I I never drove it to Griot's because it was too low. I couldn't get in the parking lot. (laughs) You know, so we cut the coils on it and just, I mean, it was, uh, it was a rat rod, but I had fun with it. Um, I bought the car when I was 19 or 20 from my uncle and just uh drove the wheels off. Literally drove the wheels off of it. <laughs> the w- rear wheel going down 410. Uh-oh. The
1: axle snapped and we went for a ride. So I literally drove the wheels off that car. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, 58, that's a great year. That's the year I was made and born. So I like that year, but uh sounds like a pretty, pretty cool car. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing these days. I know you have this new business that you've started, and I'd love for you to share with our audience what you're up to right now to kind of move your business from just, just I say just, from caring for these wonderful cars into a whole new realm.
0: Sure. It's it's been a progression over the years. Uh, Try to make a long story short, I decided to start making sanding blocks. And this was about two years ago. And uh we uh me and my wife were actually at Hobby Lobby. We we're shopping for a wedding uh-huh. and getting stuff and I was bored, so I just veered off and and I happened to see a couple products and I'm like, wait a second, I think that'll work. Hmm. And I started, you know, buying stuff at Hobby Lobby and, and very grassroots, making them in my uh in my living room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh watching my, my newborn son, because I needed something to do, so it was perfect timing. <laughs> So there, I I sent my first set to a a fantastic detailer named by the name of Chris Larson that works for Redline uh, Restorations in Connecticut. And he said, hey, man, I, I think you have something going for you. And I just started making sets. And now it's to the point where pretty much everybody in the hot rod community has a set of my blocks at some sort some time. So I've now teamed up with two other great friends of mine, Andy Ward of Proficient X and uh, Aaron Knox of Red Details out in Atlanta. And we have formed a company, KXK Dynamics, where we are making products and tools for the detailer that are needed out in the market. But for some reason, the larger companies, you know, they can't do it or it's too small in numbers uh, for them, which I understand. Um, so we're trying to fill that niche market.
1: Very cool, very cool. And you talked about another product too, some kind of a, a rack or a holder? Yeah, for them. yeah,
0: it's, it's called the PR-1. It's a polishing rack that holds three standard buffers up front, uh, whether it's rotary or any, any style of the DAs, and then it holds many, many polishers on the side. It also holds it holds 4 bo- four thirty two 32-ounce bottles inside the rack. Very unique, uh, unique piece. You know, you're able to get everything off the floor um, and hang them up in in a very proud manner. Because as we know, being a detailer, our buffers are a life. That that is our source of income right there. So uh, something proud to uh, to look at. They're made of 14 gauge uh, steel and uh, made in the USA, and they are distributed through uh, Car Pro USA with Corey, and uh, you can go to his website, uh, carprousa.com, check it out, and, and purchase one.
1: Very cool. Well, I'm very proud of you, Jason. You've come a yeah. long way. That's so awesome. The entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well, which I love. That's what Cars yeah is all about. So congratulations to those. Thank we'll you. make sure that uh, access to those products are listed on your show notes page here at Cars yeah. Now, here's a very introspective question. If yeah. Jason Kilmer was a car... Mm-hmm. What kind of car would he be and why? 1935 Ford Pickup. Boy, you knew that answer right away. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, it would be black, of course, um, and it would be very simplistic. that That's kind of how I do things, as you know me, Mark. I'm just easygoing. I'm not fancy. I just get the job done.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And, uh,
0: so yeah, just, just a, just an old, nice pickup, nice and clean, simple line, simple parts, but done very nicely.
1: Awesome. Great answer. I love it. So Jason, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Jason, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you're ready? Let's do it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, There's more than one way to skin a cat.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Practice and patience. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. And how about a resource? Is there one resource out there that you think our listeners would really enjoy that you like as well? Definitely Kevin Brown a Buff Daddy. He's uh, he's
0: someone that I look to if I'm running into a problem or I need an answer or I need a part or a piece or something. He is a fantastic resource. He's down in Santa Ana, California. And uh, he is uh, a true beacon of light to uh, the detailing community.
1: Awesome. And his website, buffdaddy.com? Buffdaddy.com. <laughs> com. I love it. And how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Show listeners should crack open and read as well? You know
0: what? I'm not much of a reader, uh, so I, I couldn't give a book. Um, but it, it, if I was to give a book, it would definitely be an inspirational type of uh, type of book. But I'm too busy to read books. too busy buffing.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to find the inspirational book for you that's short and sweet, and I'm going to send that to you. Sure. uh, It it has to be under uh, 10 pages or
0: less. Okay.
1: You can maybe enjoy it on an airplane or maybe an audio book that you can listen to while you're buffing. there you go. That's the great thing about podcasts. If you're a detailer, you can listen to Cars Yeah while you're detailing cars. Absolutely, as I do. Great. Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, listeners, you can find all these great links and resources at Jason's very own show notes page at com slash Jason Kilmer. And Jason's last name is spelled K-I-L-L-M-E-R. All right, Jason, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. Okay. Have you ever polished a doozy, by the way? Oh, many. <laughs> if you could have only one collector car in your garage, and this isn't something you can – Get from me and then sell it and buy a bunch of other toys with. But money's no object. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? That's a simple answer. It was, uh, I got a phone call from a
0: gentleman by the name of Hans. Hans was the curator for Bruce McCaw. He said, I've got a Bentley for you to, to detail. I said, okay. I thought it was just a regular Bentley. This was not a regular Bentley. I walked in, I turned the corner of Bruce's shop in Redmond and it was the Bentley blue train the blue train uh, the oh blue my god <laughs> and cars really don't i've been around so many of them so many different styles to the highest caliber they really don't get me to think twice well i turn the corner and this car is absolutely magnificent it, most of it's all original it's all stock and you could tell the car just told a story whether it was the oil Spewing out of the oil pan or what have you, or just the original leather seats. Just a fantastic car. And that would be one car that I would love to have in my garage.
1: The Blue Train Special. Yeah, that car does tell a story. And that's up at VRM, yep. uh which is Bruce's shop. But, uh, we've had uh, Thor Thorson on the show here mm-hmm. and Byron Sanborn, who works here. And Hans worlds the Hans you're talking about, right? Yep. yep. Hans yep. used right. to work there. He's at Gooding now auctioning off cars i believe so uh very cool well the blue train special oh my gosh i think this is going to cost me a pretty penny uh (laughs) (laughs) if i can get get them to uh, pry their fingers from that car which would be very very difficult but well great choice jason you've taken me on an awesome ride today i knew you would and i've really enjoyed catching up with you and learning more about what you're doing these days i want to thank you for sharing your journey with the cars you listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that detailed and polished Bentley Blue Train special? Sure. Like I said before, practice and persistence.
0: Life is short. Treat people correctly, how you'd want to be treated, and do your very best. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for.
1: Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to be able to learn more about you and your business?
0: A lot of it's on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, my personal cell phone information is on both uh, social media uh, sites. And uh, they can they can find me there. And feel free to call if you have any projects you want done or sanding blocks or uh, just anything uh, just car related that they might have a question with. I, I really enjoy helping people out, detailing their car, figuring out an issue that, that I may be able to assist in.
1: Absolutely. Well, as I said at the beginning, I've known Jason a long time and and what he says is true. He's always eager to get in and help people out. So listeners, again, you can find links to everything Jason shared with us on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Jason in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with links and contact information so you can get a hold of Jason and have him polish and clean your vehicle. Jason, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the car Chat listeners until we talk again i'll see you down the road thank you you're welcome thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to cars to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up